This is the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Matt. Not that one. The other one. The new one. The crystal Pepsi of Matt's, as it were. And uh, today's game, we'll be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric Eid and Josh Bombeck against Benchwarmer Eric Walling and our special guests today and a returner to the bench, Tucker Warner. Uh, Tucker, it's been a little bit, I think, but you've been here a few times, so why don't you catch us up on how you're doing and who you root for and all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me back. This is the best sports trivia podcast around or tied with Sports Trivia Faceoff. now that that's back. Honestly, I love both. Anyway, uh, I'm Tucker Warner. I'm Skyping in here from Brooklyn today. Uh, my teams are the nearby Yankees. We don't have to talk about how their season's going at this moment. Uh, UConn, in which we're having a much better season, and the Carolina Pro teams. Uh, hopefully, we get a lot of questions on all of those, although I'm pretty sure UConn football won't be coming up today. All right. No, uh, I don't think Paul Pasqualoni will be making an appearance tonight. And Walling, how you doing? And why don't you give us their your team name? I'm doing well. If you're hearing this on when it's supposed to release, I'm most likely on an airplane back from Rome, where I have hopefully rooted the United States on to victory at the Ryder Cup. Um, so, wow. Great job, USA. Good win. Or, man, that was a disappointing loss. Just edit whichever one of those. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm like counting down the days. I think 19 days till I take off and I'm, just, work is going very slow the closer I get. Wait, so. what, what's what's going on in Rome, New York? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Rome, New York. <laughs> oh, cool. For the writer, writer R-I-D-E-R cup. It's oh, just right. a bunch of guys. It's a, it's a different one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Holding the cup. Oh, is he? <laughs> how's he doing? Writer's Cup. <laughs> <laughs> How could we even know? But we uh, we decided we landed on a. We were trying to kick around what's what's some funny things that happened this weekend, and so we said, uh, "Oh well, Brian Kelly lost another big game," and we both laughed uh, because he does that a lot. And really, I decided you know the only certainties in life there's three: uh, death, taxes, and Brian Kelly losing big games. So that's going to be our team name tonight. All right, and. Ed and Josh. Um, I don't know who came up with the team name, so I don't know who yeah, wants to go first. But it's all important. It really first off, Walling is, uh, is is your microphone glowing? Is that going to explode on yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a Call of Duty streamer when I grow wow, up. Wow, look Ooh. at that! It's fancy. Um, the target didn't exactly have a ton of selection when I had to the, scramble. Did you say the target? Yeah, the target. the target. It's it's either it's it's one of two ways to officially like move into being old is when you put the in front of a lot of stuff or just make it plural. So Look if you here. called it the the targets, it'd be <laughs> way better. Aside from that, uh, I'm doing fine on a on a Tuesday recording, which doesn't happen too often. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Sweet. Hi. I'm I'm fine. I just um staring at a, a autographed head i have at, uh, for my favorite band and i'm just it's looking me straight in the face i'm just now noticing the guy that signed it his autograph because he plays uh the violin his autograph looks like a dude stick figure playing the violin so anyway that's all i got going for me right now um and what's that said matt i think this is your first official hosted game 
as a yes, bench it warrior. Is. Yes, so, with that said, um, Josh and I have been around for a while. Uh, uh, so our team name today is uh, We Aren't New, even though I probably will mess up a few things up. So, some would say <laughs> we are two of the original and the only two on this current recording that were from That's the true. very beginning. So yeah, we're we're not new. We're old. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games against We Aren't New. We've got our team names. Uh, now it's time to play the game. So let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. I think uh, this is his way to still be a part of the. Oh, yeah. He always wants the attention. Rules <laughs> guy, typical <emeritus>. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Back again, Dan. God Dan. So much Dan. All right. Question number one in pre- and post-game. The only WNBA player in the 50-40-90 club accomplished in 2019 and the 2003 National League Rookie of the Year who led the league in wins two years later. We're going to check in. <laughs> All right. Uh, Death, Texas, and Brian Kelly losing big games has checked in. We aren't new. Talk it out. I think I got the first part here. That way you don't have to try and think of a, a woman answer. Well, I have the second part. Oh. <laughs> I have the second part. I'm just... I was... All right. Well, if you got the second part, the first Dontrell part. Willis. Yeah. So the first part is, uh, what's her first name? Deladon. Um, Cheryl. Elena, Elena Deladon. Oh, all right. All right. I know one female basketball player named Cheryl. It's it's not oh. Swoops. Oh, no. It doesn't roll her in the Dontrell Willis well. No. All right. So go ahead. It's, yeah, it's Dontrell So we're going to check in with Elena Della Dontrell Willis. And death taxes, Brian Kelly losing big games. What'd you have? Uh, yeah, actually, we got some UConn content for me right out the gate because uh, she decommitted from my beloved Huskies. But we said <laughs> Elena Della Dontrell Willis as well. All right. And both teams getting points. Um, the pride of Ensenel High School in Alameda, California, Dontrell Willis and uh, Elena Della Don. We uh, used to play Ensenel in high school baseball, and they did not have Dontrell or Jimmy Rollins, both alumnuses. Oh. At the school uh, on uh, on their team, so we beat them a lot. Question number two in pre and post game: Brazilian left back and free kick specialist who spent the bulk of his career at Real Madrid, and a two time major champion who was born four hundred kilometers south of Madrid. Yeah, I think we can check in with that. Okay, All right. Yeah, we'll check in. 
All right. Death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games has checked in. We aren't new. The floor is yours. I, I don't know where 400 kilometers south of Madrid gets us. I don't know. Are we still in Spain? Probably Australia, if my math is correct. It's normally not, so don't listen to that. Sicilian <laughs> um, left back. That, that narrows it down to every soccer player ever. So Free kick specialist. I'm trying to think of the, if this is golf, I'm trying to think of the Spanish players who've won. Who just won not uh, the Masters this year? I don't know if that was his first. Was he Spanish? Yes. I mean, I, I think he's Spanish and he lives in the U.S. now, but. I don't know. I, I have zero for either of these um, without. Uh... And there's also a. Uh, Jose Maria Olathabel, he's he. I don't know how many champ majors he won. It's um, killing me because I don't. Without a time frame, it, it hurts me so much. And I'm not sure about two time necessarily, but like every. And I I have no idea on the the other the first part. Rom John Rom, so there's John Rom, Jose Maria Olathabel, and there's another one too that I can't think of right offhand. Did you watch the Masters at all? I didn't this year. No, not at all. Because that because this other the third one was I think there and greeted him right afterwards, and he's another former Masters winner. And I think, oh God, Jesus, Fabino, Danilo. I can't. I mean, I Kaká. Nope, doesn't work. Ronaldinho. I'm just gonna start throwing out Brazilian guys. I know. I I've given you the two of the. Three. I'm trying to come up with that third name. Ronaldo. No. Roberto and Carlos. That's assuming that this is a golfer and not like. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. I say we just punt this because I don't think I'm going to get there. I just want to get that last one. I can't think of his name. Damn it! I didn't know if that would help you if I could get there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, the soccer. Or maybe Hoa, part, or maybe Olafable was the one who's there. Um, Sevi, Sevi Ballesteros. Does that help at all? Sevi, Sevi, and that's the second part. That's that would be the I beginning of. And those are the answer. three I can think of for golf. Yeah, if it goes to I, tennis I or something, that... I wouldn't know it just a two time. So I, I got. Let's go. Yeah, let's, I, I, let's punt it out. Let's punt it. We got okay. nothing. Okay, and death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. What did you come up with? So the first half is famous for a physics bending near post free kick that somehow goes outside of a post, comes back in. His name is Roberto Carlos. And then the second half is the wrong sport that you guys were after. Uh, you said it at the end, but two-time major winning Spanish tennis player, uh, Carlos Alcaraz. So Roberto Carlos Alcaraz. All right, and one team getting points. Yeah, it is Roberto Carlos Alcaraz, who just won Wimbledon, his first Wimbledon, and his second major this past, whenever that was. All right. I, I, I don't get to do this often anymore, but the first half, who? Oh, you got you to gotta look up, at the very least, look up the that Roberto Carlos. Have you not listened is, to the show at all, man? The, the most incredible. My thoughts on, on 
soccer. It's it's it's, it's a, a it's a seven second clip. I think you can handle it. You've got the patience for it. Too much. It, it can all be scored. Seconds. Yeah, it's a goal being scored, and it can fit in the length of a vine. No, I think fair. you can handle it. Good point. Fair that it did not result in a nil-nil tie. That's fair. Right. That's right. All right. Question number three in pre and post game. Cardinals utility infielder, nicknamed the secret weapon, who appeared at every defensive position in his MLB career, wields a weapon popularized in wrestling by a 1994 Singapore caning match between Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Oh, we can check in. Okay. I trust yeah, you because none I, of this means anything to me. No, no, I, I, I was. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. We Aren't New has checked in. Uh, Death Texas and Brian Kelly. Uh, talk it out. Do you know any wrestling? A little bit. Okay. But, um, I only know wrestlers going... movies, so. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going on Cardinals Utility Infielders. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you said Schumacher in the chat, which that's a maybe. Um, depends on how far we go back. Could it be like Jose Okendo? He definitely played a lot of positions in the late 80s. Did. Uh, so... Yeah, and um, or is it like Joe McEwing? Maybe he played for the cards for a little bit. I can't remember who the secret weapon was. No, I'm Pablo Sanchez, but real rather. Oh, I think I think so. End of Okendo. Uh, there is a thing called a kendo stick, and it's just like a big sword that's made of like balsa wood that they hit against the back of guys so if you if the first half of this is jose okendo the second half could be kendo stick uh, that sounds great to me i okay. was gonna be no right. help on the second half okay all right so i, I think that's good because otherwise i unless there's something that's a schumacher pole or something then we're in trouble uh-huh. but uh <laughs> i like it let's do jose okendo stick and we aren't new which got yeah i knew the first part pretty quick jose okendo and then i couldn't think i'm like what is I, I didn't even understand what the second part was i'm like wait okendo and that's okendo stick so we said jose okendo stick both teams getting points it is everyone's favorite irish baseball player jose okendo and the kendo stick all right and question for the final question in pre and post game the 2007 eddie robinson coach of the year award winner at his only college head coaching position and the 1992 heisman trophy winner all right uh we'll check in all right, Death Taxes, Brian Kelly losing big games have checked in. We aren't new. It's all yours. We got the 92 Heisman. Uh, Gino Toretta. So is that Mark Mangino? He was at Kansas. He's the, the, the arthropod, the guy that's like coming at you in sections. He was, uh, uh, geez, the Kansas coach, the big guy with the weird nose. Is he still alive? I don't know. He was, wasn't he, wasn't he a rather big fella? Yes. He's a big guy. Mark Mangino. If maybe it's not even that maybe I'm just mixing up names, but I'm pretty sure that's him. Kansas coach, right? That's all I got. Um, but ninety two Heisman is definitely Gino Toretta, so All right. All right. So we'll go Mark Man Gino Toretta. Okay. And Death Taxes Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah, 2007 is one of my all-time favorite college football seasons just for all the chaos there. And I think most surprising was uh, Kansas's run to, I believe, the Orange Bowl. Uh, and as soon as we figured out Mark Mangino, Gino Toretta followed right afterwards. So we also said Mark Mangino Toretta. And both teams getting points. It is Mark Mangino Toretta. 
Okay. So after the first quarter, we have death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games, still pitching a perfect game with a hundred points. And we aren't new with 75. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon. If you'd be interested in supporting us financially, your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. It's time to move on to the second quarter, which today will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Fun Mark Mangino fact, I saw him in the lobby of the hotel that the team was staying in after the Fort Worth Bowl in 2006, I think, and he was so big he couldn't fit in the rotating door. Jesus. He had to go through like the handicap, like a double door. He is a giant human being. He is still alive, by the way. Is he? Good, oh, good, good. Like, good for him. He's like a K State assistant coach, too. Weird. Oh, <laughs> Matt might kill off his first guy. Cool. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> Question number one in the missing link. He led the SEC in completion percentage in 2022 on his way to earning first team all SEC honors, though he was the fourth SEC quarterback taken in the 2023 NFL draft. We'll check in. We Aren't New has checked in. Death Taxes, Brian Kelly losing big games. Talk it up. Yeah. All right. I think we're pretty close to checking in here. But uh, so like Bryce Young, uh, Anthony Richardson, definitely first two SEC quarterbacks taken. Then Levis probably third, unless I'm forgetting somebody in the middle. And Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody. But I was trying to go through the different schools of who would have had a quarterback worth drafting. And then the only other one I could think of was the one that we're, we're close to here. Yeah. And so, I mean, he had a great year too. you know, like they had an awesome offense. It feels like it's anybody who got like first team all SEC too. like, I feel like, like Hendon Hooker's a, a safe bet here. Yep. I like it. We'll go with Hendon Hooker. Okay. And we aren't new. What you got? Uh, yeah. So it was young Richardson, Levis, Hooker, and then Bennett. So we went with Hooker. And both teams getting points. The correct answer is Hendon Hooker. Uh, he finished with a 69.6% completion percentage to lead the SEC last year. Um, and yeah, in that stacked field, he got the first team all SEC nod. The theme linked answers so far, well, so far is Hendon Hooker. Question number two in The Missing Link. As a rookie in 2003, he became the first player in NBA history to score more points in the playoffs than in the regular season. And his defense against Kobe Bryant in the following year's NBA Finals was a key factor in their championship run. He now works as the vice president of basketball operations for the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm, I'm good with it if you are. Yeah, I, I think we check in here. All right, we'll check in. Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games has checked in. We aren't new. The floor is yours. 
Oh, geez. What do you know about the Grizzlies? Uh, I don't know if I know their VP of basketball operations, to be honest with you. What about Tayshaun Prince? Isn't he with the... That would have been Kobe Bryant. I mean, the Pistons beat him. Oh, probably. Was was that the year he was drafted? I think so. I say we go with it. I'm not going to come up with anything better. I'm certainly not. All right. We'll check in with Tayshaun Prince. Okay. Tayshaun Prince and death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Yeah, this is one we uh, thought about, but uh, I feel like the uh, the only major perimeter player on that year's Pistons in 2004 that... uh, you know, would have been a, a rookie at that point or second year uh, was Tayshaun Prince. So we have the same answer. And both teams getting points. Yeah, it is Tayshaun Prince. Yeah, he, his rookie year, um, he scored 137 points in the regular season and then scored 141 in the playoffs. Okay, so the themed link answers so far are Hendon Hooker and Tayshaun Prince. Question number three. In his first season as a starter, he became the first quarterback to throw for 20 touchdowns and run for 10 in the same season. His four turnovers in the AFC Championship game versus the Broncos that year highlighted his inconsistencies, and he finished his career with 77 touchdowns and 84 interceptions. We'll check in. We Aren't New has checked in. Death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. It's all yours. All right, so... It definitely has to be like 80s or late 90s. I feel like it's most likely those like late 90s runs because there were not a lot of uh, mobile QBs back in the uh, the 80s. Right. And the ones that I was thinking of that would either be late 90s or early 2000s would have had more touchdowns than, what was it, 77? Yeah. So this has to be a guy who didn't start for very long. So like you put Cordell Stewart as an option there. And I... I talking myself into that and i was thinking of a lot of guys like outside of the like afc who could have done it also and then i'm like oh but it doesn't fit all the clues so i'm talking myself into cordell stewart here i I really think that could be right he was definitely inconsistent um didn't throw for a ton of touchdowns definitely would have ran for many and played for a good afc team right yeah because you know like we're only two or three years away from a super bowl uh appearance for the steelers so I think we go with that. I don't think I'm going to come up with anything better. Okay. All right. We'll check in with Cordell Stewart. All right. And we aren't new. What'd you have? I think he was like the first guy that, uh, you know, the unfair advantage of having quarterback playing other positions on the field because he had the microphone in his ear too. And that's when they started, you know, getting into all of that. So now you have to have that green dot on the back of your helmet. There's only like one on the field at a time. Uh, but yeah, we went with uh, Cordell Stewart. Both teams are getting points. It is Cordell Stewart. Yeah, he threw three picks and also had a fumble in that, I think the 97 AFC championship game against the Broncos and didn't had the, the one good year, I think in 2001 after that, but really only had those two good seasons as a starter. And the rest of it was kind of meh. All right. So the theme link answers so far are Hendon Hooker, Tayshawn Prince and Cordell Stewart. Question number four. At time of recording, this MLB veteran is just shy of 300 career home runs and 1,000 career RBI. His best statistical season was 2019 with Cleveland, hitting 34 homers and driving in 93 runs, making his only all-star game and winning the Silver Slugger at first base. Did we check in yet? No. No. No (laughs) one has checked in yet. We'll check in. (laughs) All right. Uh, We aren't new as checked in. Death Texas, Brian Kelly losing big games. Uh, feel free to talk it out. Both of us came to the same name. Tucker a little faster than me, uh, but we're going to check in with Carlos Santana. 
All right. And we aren't new. Apparently we're new here. Um, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> we went with Carlos Santana. There's not much to say. Other than that. All right. He's just like the ocean under the moon and both teams are getting points. It is Carlos Santana. The theme link answer so far, Hendon Hooker, Tayshawn Prince, Cordell Stewart, and Carlos Santana. Question number five in the missing link. This is the name of the fictional apparel company that sponsors the Ducks in the movie D2 and causes Gordon Bombay to go Hollywood on everyone's ass. We can check in. We Aren't New has checked in. Come at me with a mighty Ducks question. <laughs> Death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Talk it out. I'm embarrassed by how many times I watched this movie without like recalling this detail at all. I can see him shooting the commercial with his slick back hair. Pretty sure that was for sneakers. His, his coaching shoe. <laughs> uh, a hockey coach with coaching shoes. What? Oh, yeah. he, was, he was he was trying to get the <laughs> sneaker deal. Greenland is ice, and Iceland is nice. Taught me everything about geography. And Trinidad and Tobago wears tie dye. Yeah. <laughs> and plays a lot of hockey. Just, it plays yeah, a very lot bad of hockey. hockey. <laughs> very <Yeah>. bad hockey. <laughs> I want cool runnings, but it's the story of the fictional Trinidad and Tobago. Oh my god! Team. Yes, those steel drums after they scored a goal. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've got nothing for this one. You might have to work backwards off of your ideas here. I mean, based on like the theme idea we have too, it's like it kind of be anything too. If it's your idea for the theme, let's work backwards off of if it's this idea. Sorry, this makes for great radio. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not even 100% sure that like that is the theme. It just seems like it fits the best, especially after the last question. I mean, if you want to talk out the theme along with this, the We Aren't New has checked in with a theme. So Okay. Okay. Right, then we can talk it. Feel yeah, free to talk it all out here. So if, we, if it is not people who have played on uh, a song with Rob Thomas and it is guitar players, what are the names? Like, was there a slash? Was there a... Slash seems like something that would have been like the fictional name of a sporting company, like in a Disney movie. Slash or Van Halen or Hendrix. Hendrix. Probably or... not due to the gin association in a kid's movie. Van or... Halen. <laughs> yes, Van... Van Halen hockey goods company. If we're going to come up with something that just like fits the theme the best, probably Slash seems like it could plausibly be the answer to this question then let's uh let's check in with since they've already checked in with the theme we'll check in with famous guitar players as our theme and with slash as the answer to this question and uh we aren't new uh what you got uh so the guy who worked for this company his name was mr tibbles he took a puck to the head but the you guys you guys said it and you went over it because it is a gin company and it was Hendrick's hockey. Oh. <laughs> All right. One team is getting points. Yes, the correct answer is Hendrick's hockey, even with the X and the whole deal. Themed link answers so far, or completely, Hendon Hooker, Tayshawn Prince, Cordell slash Stewart, Carlos Santana, and Hendricks. Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Already checked in with their guess of guitarists. We aren't new. What did you come up with slightly earlier? Uh, we also said first we thought just musicians and then we had to be a little more specific. So we said guitarists. We didn't know who the Stewart was. So we went with a solid guess. And that is correct. They're both guitar. All five of them are guitarists. We got John Lee Hooker. We got Prince. I kind of was being cagey by not saying Cordell slash Stewart every time because there's uh, the slash. Oh, slash. Uh, uh, oh. Let's see what you did there. Carlos Santana and 
Hendricks. That Carlos Santana one was a little on the nose. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I threw it in. That's why I threw it in, not till the fourth clue. That's why I wanted to see if somebody could get it from Hooker, the, the law firm of Hooker and Prince. So well, we now. put uh, put rugby positions at the beginning. I'm like, these could all be rugby positions, and that was immediately <sighs> thrown out when Prince came up. Well, Josh, Josh threw out sex workers. I'm like, it's too obvious with the first the kickoff with Hooker and be. I, that was a joke. <laughs> and I even said it back. I'm like, would he do that for his I'm first like, episode? I'm like, no. But then I was like, well, I left, would. Lefties are known as hookers sometimes. No. So I was like, okay, could have been lefties. No. Um, are you telling me Rod Stewart is not known for his guitar playing? I don't know. I mean, guitar, uh, sure. Yeah, you could throw Rod sure. Stewart in there. <laughs> sure. Maybe. That was the first name I came up with. I don't think he's known as a guitarist. but I don't yeah, think. So. I'm was... not even sure he plays it. But who knows? Picked one up once. I'm sure he's better than me at it. It's not saying much. I can play three chords on the guitar. Anyway, after the second quarter, we have a lead change. Death, Taxes, and Brian Kelly losing big games are at 230. And We Aren't New has pushed in front slightly with 275. It's now time for halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. And more Dan. He'll never leave us. Pretty sure I fired him. I don't know how the hell. That's why That's why Ed had so many herpes names. It's foreshadowing. For halftime today, and my weeks of time as Schrodinger's benchwarmer when I was neither a member nor not a member, um, I had some time to do some research. So I came up with an exhaustive list of old, obscure, or bad sports movies that I'm going to be using for future halftimes. We're going to keep this one real simple. I'm going to give you the date, the title, and a short plot synopsis of three bad, obscure, or old sports movies. All you're going to do is you're going to tell me, is this a real movie that exists, or did I make it up? (laughs) That's all we're going to do here. This is exciting. Okay, here we go. Question number one. 1948's The Return of October. This is the warm-hearted story of a wholesome Terry Moore, whose late Uncle Willie is reincarnated as a thoroughbred horse. At least, as far as Miss Moore is concerned, he is. The horse's name is October. Moore is tried for insanity, then becomes the subject of a book by a top psychologist who falls in love with his subject. All right, we can check in. All right, We Aren't New has checked in. Death taxes, Brian Kelly losing big games. Talk it up. Yeah, we shouldn't think too much about these. Like, <laughs> have do we think we've heard of this or have we not? And both of us had the same knee-jerk reaction, which is we swear we've heard this somewhere before. So let's just check in with this is a real movie. No, no offense. Not that I'd think Matt could make this up, but I just think this might be a real movie. So we'll check that out. All right. And we aren't new. What did you check in? Pretty sure my mom watched this before with me in the room and I hated every second of it. She loves like old stuff. Like anytime she puts something on and I'm, it's like not color and I'm just like, Ugh. it's just exhausting. Like you don't even know what they're saying. You're just like, shut up, just shut up. And it just keeps going on for days. At least it feels like, but yeah, this was a real movie. And with this being such a stupid premise, I was like, that actually sounds, I wouldn't be surprised for 1948. They came up with some doozies in the early when did, days. When did, of... Mr. when did Mr. Ed come out? Was this like riding the coattails of Mr. Ed? They're like, you know what? We get, we got to get more horses <laughs> and behind a kid. Like, let's go. 
both well-reasoned. Uh, yes, this is a real movie. So points to both teams. Question number two. Is this a real movie or did I make it up? From 1979, Golden Girl. A neo-Nazi doctor tries to make a superwoman of his daughter who has been specially fed, exercised, and conditioned since she was a child in preparation of the Olympics. Are we sure this isn't the Todd Marinovich biography movie? <laughs> It's inspired by true events. <laughs> names have been changed to prevent the innocent. To, pro- yeah, to protect, protect the innocent. The innocent. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Marinovich, by the way, I don't think I've told this story on a previous podcast. Uh, I don't know how often he comes up when I appear on here, but uh, my freshman year of college, uh, who do I see starting on my team's defensive line? Then uh, Mikhail Marinovich, the much younger brother of Todd Marinovich by about 20 years. It shocked me. I was like, oh, Marinovich, I've heard that name. I better go see if they're related. They're very related. Wow. <laughs> 20 years? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, this was 2011. So his dad was desperate. To be like, we got to try this again. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's roll those restart, dice. Restart, restart, restart. <laughs> Marv really wanted to try again. This time he was building the perfect uh, defense defensive lineman. Defensive body lineman. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll check in. All right. Uh, we are new as checked in death taxes. Brian Kelly. Uh, talk it out. If you want to talk it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this isn't ringing any bells at all. No, I'm going to try to find it if it's real, but I just, no, this is the sort of B movie I would absolutely watch. Right. I don't care it how bad. It almost just feels like it hits too many tropes. So let's, I'm good with fake if you're good with fake. Yeah, it, it, I just have not heard of anything related to right. this. Okay, fake. all right. We'll check in with fake then. Okay. Death Texas Brian Kelly has checked in with fake. Uh, we aren't new. What you got? Well, uh, Eric said his gut says it's real, and I rolled a 20-sided die, and I determined that evens were real and odds were fake, and I rolled a hard 20 so his gut and my die both say it's real. Okay. One team, obviously, is getting points. Uh, this is a real movie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Not only is it a real movie, uh, but in doing research, I watched the trailer for this movie <laughs> at least three times. There are just some incredible nuggets in it. This is a Robert Altman one, right? <laughs> David Fincher joint. Terrence yeah. Malick's Golden Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Question three of halftime. Uh, is this a real sports movie or did I make it up? From 2016, Split. Split is a peek into the life of Cassie, an overachiever with a thing for bowlers whose life takes an unexpected turn when she reads a strangely ominous statistic in the local newspaper as her 30th birthday looms and becomes convinced she has just under a month to meet and marry the man of her dreams. Despite pleas from her friends, she begins to hatch a plan, but a fateful run-in at her local lanes makes her wonder what she really wants, the seven or the ten. Okay, we'll check in. Okay, We Aren't New has checked in. Death Texas, Brian Kelly, what you got? All right. Well, I think we're coin flipping here. I'm virtually coin flipping. We're going to go heads is real and tails is fake because we're torn between this is so absurd. There's no way it could be real. And this is so absurd. There's no way Matt could make this up. So 
Yeah. So like my theory is, and this is my side for potentially fake, which I mean, at this point it's coin flip anyway, but like I'm an M night Shyamalan fan and there's another 2016 movie called split. And so I'm banking on them not having like a small studio, make the same title with the same year as like a major release. Cause that's normally a really bad way for your movie to get found. That's also the same sort of thing that like something this insane would not <laughs> yeah. even know. What about so. this movie description makes it sound like anyone did it with an ounce of sanity? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, our coin flip has landed on heads, according to Google. We will check in with real. Fate says real. And we aren't new. Well, my initial thought was I was going right down the same place that Tucker was, because yes, absolutely a pretty big movie in 2016. Split, not about bowling, but about, you know, split personality and things like that. But then Eric said to me, I was on Paramount a couple weeks ago looking for sports movies and I thought I came across this. But now I'm remembering another time where I saw a movie. There is a movie called 710 Split from like the late 2010 or, or late 2000s. So maybe I'm just getting confused. But we said real because I thought I saw it on Paramount. Well, worst case, we both don't get points. If this got picked up for a major streaming network, that's quite good. And now I have to figure it out. I like that. <laughs> well... Both teams are getting points. This is a real <laughs> film that exists. And here's actually the other wild part, right? So we had the M. Night Shyamalan split. We had this movie called Split. There is a third 2016 movie also called Split on IMDb. It's a Korean movie. It's also about bowling. Amazing. So there were two on opposite sides of the world, two films in 2016 made called Split, both of them about bowling. And the Korean one sounds like a cross between Kingpin and Rain Man. And it the, uh, that that one just seems seems too too much for even this oh game. So you Was didn't no, I didn't, mean, I, didn't, I didn't come up with any of those. He <laughs> <laughs> just made it sound like he was super clever. He came uh, and no, I didn't do it. No, no, I didn't do anything at all. I just found three really funny IMDb synopses. Wow. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, at the end of halftime, uh, we have scores of Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games with 280. And We Aren't New has increased their lead slightly with 350. That brings us to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And today's third quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky seven. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth ten points. Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games get to pick from these three lists. And they're all lists that actually were 
partially inspired by just banter conversations on earlier Benchwarmers podcasts. Your three lists are the top seven Major League Baseball players in career war named Orlando. The top seven NBA players in career win shares named Kevin. Or the top seven NFL players in career passing touchdowns named Joe. We'll do the uh, top seven NBA win shares named Kevin. All right. Um, While you start working on that and we aren't new, you can figure out which list you're going to take first and also any catch up, any rebounds. We will check in. All right. Uh, Death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games has checked in. So why don't you roll them out one by one? All right. uh, We started with uh, KG, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Number one on the list, win shares of 191.4. And probably right behind him is uh, star of Thunderstruck, Kevin Durant. Uh, Number two, 161.9. Coattails. All right. Uh, Third, uh, we're going a little bit north and got uh, Kevin McHale. Uh, Number three, 113. All right. And sticking with the north, but in the Midwest, Kevin Love. Number five on the list, 91.2. Okay, maybe we didn't need to switch those after all. <laughs> uh, after that, I believe we have. Uh, is he the one who was the mayor? But uh, mayor Kevin Sacramento, Johnson. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Johnson. I I would have accepted the mayor of Sacramento, <laughs> um, but yes, number four on the list, ninety-two point eight win shares. All right, and then we went with uh, just a guy who's played forever, knowing that win shares are a cumulative stat. Uh, Kevin Willis. Kevin Willis is number six, eighty-one point eight. All right, and then we've got, uh, I believe, Western Carolina legend Kevin Martin as our seventh pick. Kevin Martin is number seven on wow. the list with 61.3. You <laughs> ran him in almost in order. Very nice work. Um, number, just for posterity, number eight on the list. There's actually a pretty big gap. Number eight on the list was Kevin Porter, Kevin Porter Sr. Uh, at 36, and then Kevin Gamble at 33.3. Kevin Duckworth was somewhere in the twenties, but I just like his name. Yeah. Uh, I wrote him out because he has like notoriously horrible advanced stats. Like apparently he was just complete crap uh, when the Blazers were, uh, you know, in the NBA finals and everything. I probably shouldn't have played him that much. Consistently tall. That was his best (laughs) feature. All right. Um, So that was 70 points for death tax taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Um, We aren't new. What list would you like? I think we go with the NFL one, right? Yeah, that's, you know, my strong suit is baseball, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I actually feel pretty good with uh, get at least a handful of names that might be good. So let's go with yeah. the NFL one. Yeah, we'll go with. We'll, All right. Uh, top seven career passing touchdown leaders named Joe. Let me know when you're ready. Let's check it in. All right. We Aren't New has checked in with their attempt at the top seven NFL passing touchdown leaders for a career named Joe. Uh, go ahead when you're ready. You want to go with it? And just first, yeah, just first one's got to be Joe Montana. Uh, it is 273 touchdowns. Um, I guess for number two in order um, would be Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is number two, 232 Third on my list wasn't 
Josh didn't have him, but he played for the Bills. I know he had some decent numbers. We went with Joe Ferguson. Joe Ferguson is number three on the list with 196 nice. career touchdowns. Um, and then Joe Namath. Joe Namath is fourth, 173. So if that's 173, so then Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann is fifth with 160. Okay, so then this is this is where there's this is a significant drop of this is, I hope right. I hope it works, but we'll see. Right? I can't I mean, think of is. anybody else. So nope. this is what we got. We're gonna go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is number six on the list with 82 Ooh, career touchdowns. That is, it is a big, big drop from the top five. Wow. So 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 this next one could be right. It could be. I ran out of Joe's. I asked Josh, I need another Joe. I can't think of any other ones. And he threw out a name there who I'm still waiting to break out. Maybe one of these seasons, he'll, he'll finally figure it out. Uh, we went with Joey Harrington. <laughs> Joey Harrington. Hold on. I actually, because he's a Joey and not a Joe. Oh, oh, he's not I, on my list. Oh, I, I but, just thought that that's what, you know, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say because he went as a Joey and not as a Joe, that is incorrect. I'm going to make okay. that ruling. All right. Um. So death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. The number seven spot is still available if you want to take a crack at it. I had only one name on my list that they didn't say. Hang on just a second. May I do a score check quite really quickly? Uh, You can at present. You can't. You get this last one, no matter yeah, what you at do. Presence, we oh, are okay, new. Okay, is at four ten. Cool. Death taxes is at three fifty. You, you so tied us by you running can, yours. Yeah, okay, you can yeah. get this right and still, um, and you'll okay, still, still get, get the last okay, all right, list. Cool. All right, continue with your your one Joe. <laughs> yes, uh, I uh, forgot the rules of this round, as I want to do. Um, so the one that I thought of, um, based on me watching the John Boy's history of the Minnesota Vikings lately, was Joe Cap. Uh, he's got an outside chance at being the guy he didn't really play that long didn't pass for a lot of touchdowns but it's a pretty big drop off in uh in joe touchdowns here so Mm. do you have any other names no no i will go with that all right uh, we're gonna say joe cap joe cap is number seven on the list with Mm. 40 career touchdowns california Mm. golden bears legend joe cap by the way um, so that is a little 10 point bonus. Yeah, I, I'm going to be a stickler because I did say Joe and not Joey. Um, and Joey Harrington is the most Joey, Joey. I mean, do we, do we know that these other ones weren't called Joey at some time or Joseph? I mean, do we know? I mean, they might have been called Joey or Joseph by but not their for their mothers, careers. but not for their careers. Yeah. From now on, I'm referring to all of them as Joey. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> Joey Joseph Montana. Little Joey Burrow. Little Joey yep. Burrow. All right. Um, okay, so that means the top seven MLB players in career war named Orlando belongs to Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Ugh. Worst list ever. May I have one tiny clarification, sir? Yes. Um, oh, geez. Does it have to be their first name? It does not what? necessarily. Oh. Well, here we go. Oh. Here we, this is. May it be their last name? Guess let's put it that way. I mean, it potentially could. Okay. Neither confirm okay. nor deny. All right. Well, then we'll do. But you this can't one. be called Joey if any of them are Orlando. 
He's yeah. screwed. Okay. Or All Orlando E right. or just Lando. Any Landos are out. <laughs> Lando Calrissian, no. He's out. Okay. What about Oral? Um Oral Orlando. Orlando Hershizer. Hershizer, yeah. It's That's short. Oral is short this for This is a family show, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We uh I think we're ready to to check in. All right, uh, checking in with the top seven MLB players in career war named Orlando. Uh, go ahead with your first volley. I think number one with a bullet has to be Cepeda. Orlando Cepeda is number one, uh, 50.1 career war. Okay. More than I thought. Um, we will go with El Duque Hernandez. El Duque Orlando Hernandez is number three, 23.1. Okay. Um, O-Dog. Uh, Orlando Hudson. Orlando Hudson is number two, 30.9 career war. Um, Orlando Arcia. Orlando Arcia is number seven with 5.5 career war. All right. Wow, bad um, years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Orlando Cabrera. Cabrera is number four, 21.3. Orlando is confident about these last two. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, Orlando Palmero. Orlando Palmero is number eight on the lists with a 2.6 war. So you got five, which is a very good effort for that list. Um, we aren't new. There are two left if you want to try and grab them. Uh, I do. I just want to figure out the order of the two that. I would say the first of the two that you said. Yeah. Okay. The one, the one, the one I refer to as trash. Yeah. Well, you know, once again, we're talking, you know, I mean, number seven has a career <laughs> war of five point five. So uh, I think we're good. I think we'll be good. All right. So we're even trash first... gets you at least a a little bit more than that. So we're first. We're gonna go with Merced. Orlando Merced is number five on the list. Sixteen point two. His sure middle only, name is Trash. And the only other Orlando that I could come up with, and I. I owe this to the big box of cards that my dad had that he gave to me one day, and I went through all of them. And uh, there was an uh, Orlando Pena from the like sixties and seventies. So, Orlando that's... Pena is number six on the list. Hey! Twelve point nine <laughs> career war. Orlando Pena. So he was Cuban. Um, Brief flavor text on Orlando Pena. Um, he's a Cuban right-handed relief pitcher played from, this is why he has the the war that he has. He played from 1958 to 1975. Um, he wasn't necessarily very good in any of those years. He had a career win-loss record of 56 and 77, um, but he did play for a long time. So he's the, the Cuban Kevin Duckworth of major league baseball um he was just there for a while and could throw a baseball in the general direction of home plate so I'm pretty sure he's Duckworth does have a negative uh war equivalent in basketball i think he's <laughs> he might it's amazing uh, yeah really... just behind just behind palmero was i think the one you were thinking of paolo orlando yes yep. um that number <laughs> nine with a 1.7 career war and then orlando miller rounds out the top 10 mm-hmm. and i think those are the only 10 orlandos with a positive war if I remember correctly. Orlando Calixte, no. Wow. Less than a replacement because... player. 
All right. Um, that brings us to the end of the third quarter. And my friends, it is a close one. Uh, we have Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games with 410. And we aren't new, just barely ahead with 430. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Okay, I apologize in advance. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't apologize. I'm not apologizing for this. Um, There is some math involved. Mother. Hey, (laughs) well, it depends on the math. Okay. um, there There are also ways in the question to avoid doing the math, but you have to know a slightly harder question. So um, here we go. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, addition. That's an NHL question. Question two, subtraction. That's an NBA question. Question three, multiplication is all about Major League Baseball. And question four, division is about the NFL. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one in the fourth quarter. This is the category of addition, and it's an NHL question. Uh, We're going to do some jersey number math. Here we go. Sergei Fedorov's jersey number plus Evgeny Malkin's jersey number plus Austin Matthews' jersey number plus Joe Sackick's jersey number equals this number the record for points in a single season by one player. We shall check in. All right. Okay. We aren't new has checked in death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Talk out this mumbo jumbo. All right. Well, we're pretty confident on Fedorov. That's it. (laughs) All right. I think you're right to overrule me there. I think I'm confusing Malkin with a different penguin. So I think 71 is right. Okay, I was going to say, I thought he had a 1, and I couldn't remember if it was 71 or 81, but I remember it being kind of a weird number. So, all right, 71, I'm going to try to bad math that. 71 plus 91 is 162, right? Yes. All right, and if Matthews is like, what do we say, 25? Yeah, 24, 25, something like that. That makes like 187, and then Sackick is in the teens, I think. Now, like, I know... So if we go at this from the other angle of just like, what's the record for single season points? Um, obviously it's Gretzky and I know it's, it crosses above two hundreds. So maybe Sackick is like, like a 16, 18, something like that. 18, 18 would make sense. What does 18 get us to? That's 205. Um, and 203 is 16. I, I should know this one and I really don't. I feel like better about like the higher number here since we're sticking with like lower ones. So do you want to say like 18, get us to 205? Yeah, I like it. All right. That's pretty absurd uh, number for a single season point total anyway. So um, let's check in with 205. All right. And we aren't new. What did you have? Uh, Sergey Fedorov is 100% 91. Evgeny Malkin is 71. Joe Sakic, who... Um, I wish most of my father is 19. Um, and, uh, 
Austin, Austin Matthews is uh not 24. He's not in the 20s. His number is 34. Um, so our answer was 215 for 100 points. One team is getting points, and the correct answer is 215. Yeah, that was Gretzky's 85-86 season was his 215 points. Real quick, uh, how many points did you guys wager? 100. That was 100 by both teams on that one. Okay, um, so we've got... Um, we aren't new up to 5.30. Death taxes Brian Kelly still at 4.10, but still anybody's game. Question number two, subtraction in the NBA. The single game, single player record for points in a playoff game minus the number of combined NBA championships won by the Celtics, Warriors, and Bulls franchises equals this number, the most successful NBA jersey number by total career win shares. All right, we're going to check in. Okay. We aren't new has checked in death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. Talk it out. All right. So magic cream or wilt, which one do you want? Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think like who had like, there have to have been like so many like good hall of fame caliber players wearing the same jerseys. So like, we know what like range we're in here and just, trying to figure out like how many other people we can think of with each of these three Jersey numbers. I think we did have, it's been a very long time and I think it was very early in the podcast, something about like the most all-star games or something or playoff wins or something for a Jersey number. And I think 32 was the, the number one on that list. Um, that would give you Magic and Malone, right? Um, oh, yeah. So that would work. So 63 is definitely the point one. Okay. We that know the Bulls Jordan at the Garden. For sure. We know the Bulls had six, so that'll get you to 57. I feel pretty solid about the Warriors having six. Maybe okay, it's seven, 63. but I know they've won four with Curry. They got one with Rick Barry, and they won one with Wilt in Philadelphia. They said that gets you to 51, right? Um, oh, you know what? I think you're right. I think I can't count. It's possible they have seven. They might have won two in Philly, but I, th- I think it was just the one. Okay, so that would get us to 50. Um, so let's say the Celtics had that streak where they won eight in a row, right? Was what it was? Right. Yes. All right, so that started like what started the 60s, I want to say. So if they got... One in the 50s, too. That makes nine. They got, I want to say, one more right after the Sixers ended that streak. So let's say that's 10. They got one in the 70s for 11, three in the 80s for 14, and 08 for for 15 total. Does that make sense? I like it. So what would that put us at if we were at? 51 minus 15, 34. Who was the 34 that you were? 51 minus 15 would be 36. God, I really cannot count. It's a horrible <laughs> category for me. Right. Not just math, but jersey numbers too. This is my two uh, weaknesses. If we want to go at this from the other direction and we like one of the jersey numbers better and we just can't make the math work out, I'm fine with that too. Is there any um, chance 35 is it? Like, there, I feel like I can think of some you know, classic basketballers with that jersey, but I again, I'm so bad. Kevin Durant with that. Yeah. Um, Which does get you a pretty high number, but yeah. yeah. 
God, all right. So <laughs> anywhere between 32 and 35. At this point. <laughs> uh, where's that? Where's that 700 sided die that those guys like to roll? Um, <laughs> what number was Shaq? 32 to start and then 34 with the Lakers. So I'm fine with 32 just because it seems to, I seem to remember something about 32 earlier in the podcast. That's that's the only reason why I'm, I'm leaning that direction. So yeah, if maybe the Celtics had like more, even more titles than I thought, like or the Warriors you know, had like ten. Maybe they had two in Philly, but like Chamberlain didn't win that many titles, and you know, two of them were with the Lakers. So I feel like it was one, maybe two, back in the 50s. So that gives us like seven, maybe eight. But so if we went eight, high 14. 59 that would give us that would make us have to have to get to 32 that would be 17 to get to 34 that would be 15 so which one sounds better 34 or 32 with those numbers 15 Uh, championships for them yeah i think we can get to 15 maybe it's 16 Uh, (laughs) wiggle room here this is horrible um something about 34 seems just a little bit better to me but like if you want to rule if your gut is uh stronger than mine go 32 yeah i'm fine with 34 if you're if if something feels right for you so we'll go with that okay we will check in with 34 okay and we aren't new what did you have oh excuse me for 100 points okay uh yeah i I love this round i love math (laughs) math is great um so uh we agree that Jordan has 63 as the, the most. The Celtics had 17 championships. The Bulls had six. And the Warriors have had seven. So you add those up, that's 30. So 63 minus 30, we came up with 33 as our answer for 100 points. One team is getting their 100 points. And we aren't new I think said about said it all. Um, yeah, 63 points for Jordan. Uh, the Celtics have 17. The Bulls have six. The Warriors have seven. Uh, they won two in Philadelphia in 1947 and 1956. They had the one in 1975 with Rick Barry and then the four in the Curry era. Um, yeah, that means 33 has the most career win shares um, with Kareem and Bird and Pippen and Ewing. I think it it just it just squeaks over the 32s and the 34s. Okay, um, I think we'll skip the score update for this one um, and just move right on to question number three. Um, multiplication. This is a Major League Baseball question. Here we go. The length of Joe DiMaggio's longest hitting streak in games times the number of MLB players in history with the last name DiMaggio equals this number. The speed of Sid Finch's fastball in miles per hour. We're going to check in. Okay. Death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games has checked in. We aren't new. Feel free to talk it out. I'm doing some math. So 56, the hit streak. Three Three DiMaggio's. 168. Who's who's Sid? Sid Finch was a fictional pitcher, right? There was a... Some writer, some, I think, I don't know, I might have it wrong. Sure. But it was fictional, right? He said Sid Finchel. Yeah. Anyway, Aiden's. Um, was this a book? I don't know if no. it was a book or if it was a, an article. 
newspaper, just maybe? Just words. It was Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I don't read. <laughs> oh, did it, say, did it say no? It didn't say on there. You're just giving us that info. Thanks. Oh. What do you say? 168? Wait. Right? Once that would be 56 times three. Because there aren't any other DiMaggio's, right? It's There's three. Joe, Dom, and Vince. You got it. All right. Well, we're going to go with the 168 for 100 points. Okay. And Death Taxes and Brian Kelly, what did you come up with? Yeah, what pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> pretty quick. We got to 56 and Larry, Curly, and Shemp DiMaggio. So <laughs> checked in with 168. <laughs> All right. Uh, both teams getting points. Yeah, it is 168. Uh, yeah, the curious case of Sid Finch was an uh, an April Fool's Day prank article written by the legendary George Plimpton in 1985 about a Mets pitching prospect who wore one hiking boot while pitching, did not need to warm up, could throw a 168 mile an hour fastball and was deciding between a career in baseball and playing the French horn full time. And um, the Mets even went as far as to like mock up a Jersey and a locker for him to add to the prank. And it got a lot of people who were convinced this guy, Sid Finch was coming out of the woodwork to save the Mets. Um, a great article. If you haven't had a chance to read it. All right. No, both yeah, Eric's not going to read that. Both points there. Uh, let's go to the last question of this game. Uh, it is a division question in the NFL, the Super Bowl number of the biggest blowout of the 21st century divided by the Super Bowl record for touchdown passes in a game set in Super Bowl 29 equals this number, the record for made field goals in a single NFL game. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's check in with what we think is either really wrong or really right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games has checked in. We aren't new. Go ahead and talk it out. Super Bowl 24. Wait, that's in the 2000s? No. Oh. 21st century. 2000s. So the biggest blowout in the... I missed that part. So what's the... So since 2000? Is that the is that the Seahawks one? How much of a difference was that one? I'm trying to think of what... What number was 2000? 2000 was 34, right? Okay. So big blowouts would be. Wasn't the Tampa Oakland a 20 something? Which that would have been 48 to 20 something. So 48, 21. So that's 27. Okay. Seattle, Seattle, Denver was like 43 to 8. Okay. That's the difference there. Well, 43 to 8 is 35. That would be, I think that's going okay. to be it. So that was, that was Super Bowl 48. Okay. So, so what we need to know the, the Super Bowl number. Okay. So 48, you said? Yeah. And we need the most Steve touch Young. record touch on passes in a Super Bowl. Steve Young's, how many did he throw? Six? He did. That would leave us with eight for most field goals in a game. Eight times three is how many points? Huh? Doesn't it just say how many? No, I know. I'm just, in, just in my head. I just want to most just oh, for eight, my for your own eight times three is twenty four points. That sounds right. Let's go with it. Was that Baronis? Did he kick eight? Yeah. Okay, so forty eight divided by six equals eight. So then eight would be oh, the answer. Take it. Yeah. 
Yep. All right. Check in with eight for a hundred. Okay. And death taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games. What'd you come up with? Well, uh, we did a very different form of the math that they did to get to the same answer. But uh, we also thought that uh, Rob Baronis kicked eight field goals in a game. Uh, and so we said eight as well. I, uh, I very distinctly remember um, we had two names that popped into our heads that had hit seven. Um, Tucker's was was Billy Cundiff, and mine was other Cowboy great Chris Boniol um, that hit seven, and I know that they aren't the record. So I remember. I also think Baronis's came in a game where it's the only other game where someone threw for four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but they lost. So, um, yeah, Baronis, eight. Check it in. All right. Um, both teams getting points. Yeah, very well reasoned. Yeah, and and Ede kind of had all the, I think, got all the numbers right there. Um, Super Bowl 48 was a 43-8 to eight Seahawks win. Uh, it was the largest ever win by an underdog in Super Bowl history and the third biggest blowout of all time. These six touchdowns were indeed by Steve Young versus the Chargers in Super Bowl 29. And the eight field goals was by Rob Baronis of the Titans in the 2007 win over the Texans. And yes, both Chris Boniol and Billy Cundiff kicked seven field goals in a game, along with Rich Carlos, Jim Bakken, and Shane Graham. Those are the other seven field goal kickers. All right. The game has come to an end, and here are our final scores. Um, Death Taxes and Brian Kelly losing big games with 610 points, but... Uh, just eclipsing them and earning our clipboard captains of the game and receiving the coveted Joe Germain and his one career NFL passing touchdown award with 830 points is we aren't new. Uh, Tucker, you're our guest today. Is there anything else you want to say before we call it a night? Uh, yeah, please don't give me any more Jersey number questions when I'm on the show next time. Please. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making a note of that now that I will immediately lose. <laughs> um, but uh, seriously, uh, thanks again for having me. A really great show. I uh, love the game. Uh, great job with your hosting debut, Matt. Uh, other than that, go Panthers, I guess. Uh, hopefully Bryce Young uh, by this time has shocked the world and looks like the MVP. All right. Um Anything from the bench for the good of the order before we call it a night? Uh, let me let me take this time to just because I don't think we've we've plugged this yet, Josh. I know you and I have been doing this stuff, um, and this will be coming out in October, so it's been going on for a while now. Um, but follow us on TikTok. I don't know if it's been announced yet or we've ever mentioned it on an episode. But if you're hearing this um, and you're looking for stupid stuff on TikTok, um, when I say stupid stuff, Josh posts his trivia stuff. I have my son making NFL picks. Um, and he's he did really well in the preseason. Weird. I'm sure once I put money down on it, we're gonna have to sell the house. Um, but yeah, so if you follow us, find us there. It's a bench warmers TP, kind of the same on all of our social media. But yeah, TikTok's our new thing, and we're we're seeing what we can get going with that. And right. we 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 opened the box, and it turned out Matt was alive inside. So we've solved the mystery of Schrodinger's bench warmer. That's there right. That's right. We have uh, we've done it. I am fully formed from my cocoon and I'm now mixing my metaphors. Okay. Um, Tucker, thanks for joining us tonight. And on behalf of Josh, Eric, Eric, and myself, uh, we'd like to say thanks for listening to the bench warm Trivia podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yeah!
into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.